All right, so this is my, it's been so long since the last time I've done this. I think this is my sixth podcast. It's been like five months. <laughs> it's been like 10 months since my last one. And uh, you're the first guest that has no substantial meaning to the public. Jesus. <laughs> uh, this is my friend Jameson. We've been friends for a lot of years. Probably since. We've known each other We've since, known what, each other sixth since grade? Sixth, fifth grade. Fifth grade? Sixth grade. Fifth grade. Fifth, I feel like it was fifth grade. And then sixth grade, I moved on. Sixth grade, I went to a different league for baseball, and then... Yeah, so it was fifth grade. We've known each other since fifth grade. Reunited freshman year of high school. Yeah. We met... A lot of our stories involved baseball. A lot of our good stories involved baseball. Um, Some of the other ones we can't really put on this, but... (laughs) Get into that later. Um, So, you've been my best friend for a little over three years now. Not much over three years, but a little Pretty over. Pretty close to it. A little over three years now. And, uh, God, <laughs> it's been, it's been a hell of a ride. That's <laughs> the only words that can come to my mind. Yep. <laughs> uh, we've gone through a lot. We've gone through car wrecks. Suspensions. Suspensions. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you said, things we can't really go over on here. Um, we might be able to get into one or two of them, but not the whole stories. Um, we've gone through arguments. Never me and you, but we've been. Oh, we've argued, but it's not a substantial argument. But we've never like fought. Those arguments are about as important as I am, according to Presley, to the public. <laughs> okay, listen. Here's what I meant by that. You know, my first two, <laughs> my first two were about college football, and you know what was going on at the time. And I've kind of veered away from that. I veered more towards interviewing people and just telling stories, and you know, getting a view for who somebody is. So my third one was with Preston. Whenever he was going through his, uh, you were there. You weren't. I didn't pay much attention. You weren't you weren't in the room. You were playing GTA in in this room actually while we were in the living room. Then the fourth one was with uh, Eli Sussman. He's the lead writer at for the Marlins SB Nation. Okay. And that was kind of uh, I mean that was more for me than anything else. I wouldn't really even I just wanted to experience it. And then the the last the latest one the one that was recorded back in March was with Brennan mm-hmm. over his music. You know, we had to wait till his album dropped. We went through that. It was a pretty good podcast. We ended up having a really good conversation. And you did make an appearance in that one. At the yeah, end. Yeah, I had a little <laughs> you section a, at the end there. At the end. Not very many people saw that, if I had to guess. It's a long video. I wasn't seen, but I was definitely heard if y'all <laughs> decided to make it to the end of that video. Which I would suggest going back and watching, if you haven't already. That was my favorite so far. I don't know. You have a lot to top here. You'll be, you will definitely be more substantial if you can make this my favorite podcast. Which this is very spring of the moment. We weren't even. This was not planned in any way, shape, or form. We literally we went and played indoor golf today, and then got back, watched the OU game, and I ran to the bathroom, got out, and I was like, "Hey, you want to make a podcast?" 
<laughs> well, I would hope this would be your favorite podcast speaking to. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically your brother now, so. <laughs> I mean, I figure that should have some kind of. It has something, but bias. you gotta have a you have to have a conversation. I'm having a conversation right now. But like, you have to you have to have a substantial conversation. All right, let's get, gotta into get it. We gotta get in depth. But uh, my first thought, you know, this is very, I usually write some stuff down, some like little clips, and typically I run through them so quick, and then it just kind of spouts off from there. <laughs> but today, we're just, I got like three ideas, we went over them before the video, and then we're just rolling with it. My plan is, is that, you know, we don't, we don't see each other that much anymore, like I made my trips up to OSU, but... We we don't see each other near as much anymore, and we still keep in contact on a daily basis, though. No, but that's all I'm, I'm saying. Like, so you, I want you to be a reoccurring guest on here, so that way you turn into substantial. Like, we just continuously have some really good conversations, and you know, if I can't get like a a different guest, you'd definitely be my first go to because me and you. Yeah. We, so, I mean. There's no, there's not really any other person I can really think of that would be like, yeah, I'd want to talk to them for two hours every time I can't think of a, a video idea. I mean, you know that's I mean? every day for us. It's yeah, some kind of conversation that lasts. And 90% of the time it's you ending with, God, you're an idiot. <laughs> We're calling you a fucking donut. A donut. <laughs> uh But my, my idea was for this video is we're just going to run through some of our greatest stories and then I did just think of something that I want to go to go over after we get done with some of these some of these stories because I think it's a pretty cool idea that we just got done talking about today and I think it could definitely go somewhere you have no idea what I'm talking about and I'm just gonna leave it we're not alright <laughs> alright a little nervous but so the first thing I want to go over I just like just a story I want to reminisce on because we 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 talk about it a lot. We joke it's, about it a lot. It's probably our most like. I, I'm assuming you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's probably our most our like biggest memory together, and it was in February of 2018. That wasn't 18, was it? Yeah. It wasn't 19. It was, it no, just, it was 18 because I, I, I was 16. Like was I just turned 16. Yeah, it was to that February 2018. I can't give you a date. I can I tell you what, it was like the. I can tell you what was said before. I can tell you what was said after. I can tell you <laughs> what song was playing while we were in the car, but I can't tell you the date. I can. The most non-corresponding song that you could possibly have to that incident. Okay, so let's run through the whole story. We had just gotten done with baseball practice. We had a game the next day, literally the next day. So we had a shortened practice. It's pretty cold outside. You know, we're getting we're getting into the baseball flow. Me and you know, like I'm a pitcher, you're a catcher, not in the gateway. And and <laughs> just gotta so throw that one out there. We uh, we, we do wear our socks though. I will throw that out there. I'm wearing them right now. I got mine on. They're not very tall, but they're on. And uh, so we we spend a lot of time together outside of baseball. That didn't sound too much at times. But. Probably. I mean, like I said earlier, we never like really didn't create any problems. You know, we had some other relationships at the time that are not standing today. Yeah, we'll leave those out. Yeah. Of it for so uh, we're. It was a Friday. 
we go, we're coming back from school, and you got to go by your house to pick some stuff up. So we got to tell them about the drive there. Yeah, those well, conversations. That's, what, that's what we're getting into. <laughs> so it's a rainy day. Uh, it wasn't rainy at the time. It was it more rain. Post rain. Yeah. But the roads were very slick. And uh, Jameson had just had his license for uh, three months. Two and a half. Two and a half. Well, no, it was about three. No, two. It was really only two. December to January. Yeah, about two and a half. About, about two and a half months. So Jameson is a big car guy. <laughs> we should probably start there. You are. Yeah. Very big car guy. Always been into him since I was a little kid. Growing up in Texas Panhandle, my great grandfather used to own a dirt track racing company, and that's what really kind of got me into it. And then it just kind of took off from there. And it's always been one of the bigger things in my life is my love for cars. And uh, with that love of cars comes a love of uh, drifting. <laughs> Well, <clears throat> not necessarily always. That's getting a little bit ahead of the point there of but the situation. No, because you definitely hit a drift on the way home on a certain corner that I can think of. Did I really? Yeah. The only thing I remember from that drive home is blasting We Own It well, out we, of the speaker and then cutting off someone who cut me off at a light. Yes, that happened right after you hit the drift. So... Yeah, I had a bad tendency for that. You were like, hey, it's raining outside. I got good control. We're just going to drift around. So that led to a conversation uh, where I said... Well, we started out with, like, what's your dream house, basically? Well, no, 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 no. I'm going to go with the first, which was, uh, you know, he, he kind of, like, apologized for it. He's like, I just want to make sure you're, like, comfortable with making that moves. And I was like, yeah, I trust you more than I trust anybody else driving. Um... <laughs> Word for word, <laughs> I said, I feel safer in a car with you than I would anybody else. And, you know, we kind of like left that remark behind. So we're on our way to his house and, you know, we start getting talking about like some future stuff. So like dream house, dream job, dream car. Um, and we get around to our dream house setup and mine was, I want good size house, the doesn't have to be too big, probably small two-story house would be perfect. And then I want a lot of land so that I can have my own shop to work on cars with a quarter mile track on it and then a actual track so I can track cars and then cars that I'm wanting to do like a drag build on, I can test those out as well and just kind of see what works and what doesn't with what I'm doing in the shop. And that brought up another question that I asked uh, Presley here and it was, if you had a choice on how you died, how would you want to go out? Pretty sure my answer was like cancer or something like that. Like very simple. Like very just I don't want to live to be too old, but you know, like I'm not gonna go too much into detail with that. But Jameson's remark was Um way that I want to go out is I want to go out pushing my favorite car to its limits to the point of where the car goes out with me in that kind of sense. Kind of, I don't really know how to put it into words, but like if the car were to go out, I want to go out with it and you want to go vice out, versa. And you want it to go out at your peak and its peak. That was also something you said. If Very I true. I remember correctly. And 
I also should like put it in perspective. This car is it's what a 2002. It's a janky old 2003 Nissan Xterra. It's a five-speed manual. Got a shit-ass in or inline four in it. Thing had 250 miles on it. And but the thing had probably memories. the most well-functioning car I've ever had besides my 2012 Toyota Camry, and we have stories about that one as well that we'll get oh. to in the future. But. We, I mean, like, we made a lot of memories in there. Well, like, a lot of very positive memories. Like, we <laughs> we hung out in the, like, after baseball, we'd all load that, up in there, and we'd all... That car is actually... Music. We we had a fake Supreme sticker that yeah, we put... Yeah, I had that. a steering wheel made by Supreme. Got it specially delivered to me, because I'm just an important person that's not so important to the public, according to Presley. And uh, it was actually the first time I got my glove. My mom left it in your car. It's very you know? true. Uh, we had there a Super Bowl. We, we took it to a Super Bowl party, and then the Monday morning we left ice in the car, so I threw it outside of the car. Yeah. Um, I was completely sober and threw my head out the window and screamed music out of the car. Like it was a lot. Of, like a lot of not just music. It was very key song to our lives at the time, and that was "Danger" by Migos. And Presley, dumbass here, got himself kicked off the baseball team. So as a tribute to him, I used that as my walk-up song my junior year. And actually ended up going on to have my best uh, year as a high school baseball player. It was the walk-up song. Oh, for sure. I mean, you walk into the, into the box and hear that. I mean, puts fear in the other player's eyes. We, uh, we, get, we get to his house. We stay for a little bit. Um, I, I believe we were home alone for a second, and then we waited on your mom to get there, just so you could talk to her real quick. And, well, no, uh, my mom had actually called us and asked us to wait because my insurance card for my car insurance had just come in the mail, and she needed to give it to me. So she gives it to me. We talk about it for a second, and on the way out, my dumbass decides it's a good idea to turn around and say, plan on using this in the next couple minutes and then I walk out the door get in the car and we start driving and at the time I lived in a house it was down some pretty windy back roads and for my likingness of drifting a car it was very fun to drive down and I got very very good at drifting around corners in wet or dry weather so the way that it's the way that the road is conformed is you come around two small little turns and then you got about a eighth mile just dead straight road coming up to a 90 degree turn so we're driving down that road and something brought up the conversation but it resulted in presley saying honestly i feel safer whenever you're going pedal to the floor and driving a little bit crazy i don't know why but i trust you more doing that than driving safe it just feels more normal that way and I was like alright screw it drop a gear and punch it we get up to the turn I drop down and we had probably hit about 60 down that road so I drop down to about 25-30 miles an hour drop from third to second gear and completely forgot that it had rained earlier in the day so I tried to drift it like it was dry because it was sunny outside weren't many clouds in sight and the road's still a little bit slick um, from the rain being on the ground, obviously, and the oil being up on the road. 
So I drop it down in a second, hammer the gas pedal, get us to start sliding. Well, the back end kicks out a little bit more than I expect it to because it's slick. And uh, whenever I go to correct myself, it results in us going into a ditch and try to pull us out of a ditch without hitting the fence or coming to a complete stop, which I did fairly successfully until the future happened. And so we hit the lip of the grass in the road and it yanks my car to where I am basically perpendicular to the road. And um, my front tires were completely off the ground, so I couldn't steer. And there's a car coming towards us that car is speeding a little bit. They were there. It's about it's a 40 it's mile an hour zone. They were probably doing 50. So I noticed that if I don't try to steer the car in one way or shape or form, the car's off, he's going to nail Presley's door. So I'm like, okay, better front end of the car or my side, if anything, than him. So I turn the wheel as far as it can to the right. Wheels hit the ground, jerks us just enough to where the car comes across um, the Tacoma that is heading towards us and hits my front end and we basically hit head on. All right, we got that out of us. Uh... <laughs> but no, so basically what happened is I immediately, I couldn't get my driver door open because the way that I'd hit the car, it had shoved the frame backwards to where the door is basically crunched against the back driver's side door. So I was having to throw my shoulder into the door to get it to even open up just a tad. And even at that point, it was so pushed in that I could only get it enough to where I could barely get myself out. And I was having to basically squeeze out of it. So I get out of it and my first thought is to immediately, obviously after checking on Presley before I got out of the car, um, I thought it was immediately to run over and make sure that they're okay because obviously I'm the one who caused the wreck. So I'm gonna make sure that they're okay. And if something needs to be done, I'm gonna take care of it. So I run over to them and they didn't, the driver could understand English but didn't speak it too well. And then there was a passenger in the front passenger seat and then one in the back. Um, I asked all three of them if they were okay. They all said yes. Um, and now, two years later, I am being sued because apparently one of them hurt their back and they're claiming that there's only one person in the car. They actually dipped as soon as the car or the cops pulled up. Um, <clears throat> just left the car there pretty much. Completely disappeared. Um, but that's about how that went. Which, I'm not going to get into it too much, but it's pretty stupid. But I think we're going to win it, so I'm not too, too concerned about it. But definitely, like, this is a shitty spot. I mean, obviously yeah. nobody wants to wreck a car. You know, I just went through that. I've been it's through not, two. It's not fun. Nobody wants to wreck a car. Nobody wants to go through the process of getting a new car or whatnot. But uh, definitely is going to be a story that sits with us for a long time. Like, probably definitely something our kids are going to hear about a million times and and for those of you wondering, which we mentioned earlier in the video, the song that was playing during the wreck was Good Life by G-Eazy featuring Kalani. Kalani. 
But ne- neither of us, okay, but like that doesn't really make sense. Like you have to know us, and at the time, most of our stuff on like our playlists and stuff were kind of dark and hype. It was either really hype or really, uh, really dark. Like some we had some old X in there and stuff. Like very, really no in between. That was the only song that was like. Oh, we had one or two songs that were very upbeat, just vibrant. happy. Yeah, just and that was definitely screw around songs, pretty much, and that was one of them. And I don't know why that like stuck with us, but like there are certain parts of the wreck that I can like vividly remember. But like you know, like I remember the car slipping out, and then the next thing I remember is like we were being close to the fence, and then I remember the car hitting the other car and getting out, and then like after the wreck, but. For some reason, like a week later, none, neither of us have really talked about it. Like we, we just made sure, both, like the next day, whatever, we had a game. We talked about it a little bit, like both of us being okay. But then about a week later, we were we were somewhere else. I don't remember if we were driving around or if we were just like listening to music in one of our rooms or something like that. And uh, Good Life came on. And for some reason, both of us remembered like one one of us looked at each other and was like you know this is the song that was playing that was like when we wrecked and we both acknowledged that it was i don't know it was really weird the fact that we both remembered because i can't remember what song was playing in my last wreck i don't know if you can remember what was playing whenever your second wreck was but i can tell you i can't remember what was playing i don't remember what was playing in my second wreck because i had a shit ass 2003 gmc yukon and you had to listen to the radio and the radio only that car was so fucked that even the radio, even on the stations that are based here in Weatherford, would cut out cut out staticky. So I pretty much just turned it off for the most part. But I mean, that's by far probably like our I'm not gonna say best memory together, but it's up there. It's one of the most iconic. <laughs> I'm not saying like the results of it were best. I definitely think it made us a lot closer in the long run. Like, not that we went through anything traumatic like my most recent one, but uh, which that one will be heard in the next one because my next uh, my next guess is uh, I'm just gonna say my roommate. I'm not gonna say his name yet. So we put a lot of baseball together. A lot. A lot of games from Little League to freshman year to JV. We went through a lot of stuff through that time. When it came to strictly defense, we were probably the best battery that has ever blown through Weatherford baseball when it comes to statistics with each other. But, you know, the coaches didn't like us, so... I mean, you get suspended... For me, freshman and sophomore year, at least eight games each year, and then for you... Just sophomore year, and then didn't play game junior year. But I mean, the coaches we also didn't. Not gonna. We're not gonna go into that. But there was one coach we didn't get along with well, and then the others were very supportive with of us. But sadly, the head coach was the one that we didn't click with too well. And so uh, he kind of had, you know, like he has power. So <clears throat> we didn't get like our best games were together, but we didn't get every game. Like the more important ones to me are the ones that he caught me, but you were by far the best catcher that we had in our class, like it wasn't even close. In fact, I think you ended up becoming the only catcher we had in our class virtually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but there's one, sp- so like, you know, we just went over the memory that stands out to me the most that we can go over on here. 
Um, but the memory in baseball that stands out to me the most is a specific game. It was our freshman year. We were at Ke- we were in Keller. Um, Timber Creek, to be exact. I mean, okay, well, I guess the biggest baseball memory I have, one specifically with you, but I was sick on the bus ride, and then... I remember that. Whenever we got... I held it in the whole time, just like I had to sleep through it, and then we get off the bus for a doubleheader on a Saturday in the morning, and I pushed you off the bus. Like, I literally pushed you and your catcher bag off the bus so I could run to the right, and just I threw up everywhere. And then I ended up pitching the second game, but... And that's a story for another day. But <laughs> this game specifically was a night game, weeknight, you know, just your casual game. Keller Timber Creek was one of those schools that, like, instead of going based off innings, they kind of did more, like, you can either play seven innings or you get two and a half hours. So we get there. We're pretty hyped up, ready to go. And they had a kid starting who had a lot of potential but couldn't pick between two sports so mm-hmm. therefore both sports that he played his talent and athleticism suffered but he threw hard and that's what they want they want to throw people who throw hard so couldn't hit the strike zone very well and uh, I wouldn't even call it that <laughs> I think if you face or if you have an umpire that would expand the strike zone by about Five feet in every direction. You might even have to dig a hole under home plate for him to get it across home plate at times. You might be able to throw a strike at that point, but it's still very questionable. But, I mean, every pitch that was thrown, except for maybe one or two out of the probably 70 pitches he threw in one inning, were five feet over my head, left or right of me, and he ended up walking in five runs that inning no and he actually okay so like for a little perspective he threw you know at 14 years old he threw like 82 miles per hour and i threw like 65 i was by far the most effective pitcher in our class but like but you also they didn't want focused on movement and accuracy yeah but they they don't care about that they didn't our school was more if he throws hard he's our best player so he got the start and uh basically threw probably three strikes to five straight hitters and walked in a run and they were like just precautionary they were just like hey Presley go warm up so I go get, I go start warming up and then the next thing I know I look up uh, the scoreboard six to nothing a 3-0 count with the bases loaded and ball four and I see our coach walk out to the mound and I'm like oh okay so he grabs the ball he calls me over so I go in and uh, it's it's kind of getting dark. Both of us have pretty bad eyesight. Like we had to do hand signs like on chest and stuff because I couldn't see the plate and whatnot, or like the actual signs. And he can't. He can like he, he couldn't see my hands. I can see decently well at night, especially in baseball because the ball is white, obviously. So I mean. Under the lights, like it's very easy to see because it blend or it doesn't blend in well with a black background. Um, but like if when it comes to like stuff being similar colors, that's when I do struggle with eyesight. But when it's very contrasting colors, I can see extremely well. Um, and you're, I mean, like at this point, you know, we're 45 minutes into our half of the inning, like playing defense, 
and you were pretty beaten up. You know, like we said, you couldn't throw. You wasn't. I'd actually. I think I batted. What I bat probably. Sixth. Seventh was my guess. I batted probably sixth or seventh. Um, and in my first at bat of the game, I'd actually injured my back on my first swing, and I didn't swing again just because of it. And I've always struggled with back problems since I was in seventh grade. So obviously it's not a fun thing to have, especially being a catcher where you're up and down. Especially when you're up and down on every single pitch mm -hmm. because you have to block balls in the dirt. And, you know, like like I said, 45 minutes into an inning, no fun for a catcher, no fun for anybody. And uh, I come in, and I think the only word, like I could tell you are pissed off, and the only word, we weren't like near as close as we are now at the time. No. And the only words he could get out to me were, just throw a damn strike. <laughs> I think I walked up to the mound and said, throw a fucking strike, and then just turned around and walked off. And uh, I ended up going like four innings that game, didn't let up a hit. I got out of like, we the final score was seven to nothing, and like I think they got one hit off another pitcher throughout the rest of the game like it was just they couldn't hit the I, we um, we threw a one hitter and lost seven to nothing like it was a problem the he thing goes, with this kid is when it comes to corners he is Pablo Picasso and when it comes to his curveball it's untouchable unless you're you correct but that's also because <laughs> I've caught it I know the movement on it it's not that hard to do whenever you expect it except when you turn around and bunt and yeah don't square to bunt on this kid it'll peg you in the, in the cock it's not a fun time but that's a story for another day as well. But basically, you know, like, I, it's not, there was nothing, like, too special. It's, it's, like, especially because that season we'd, like, you'd see me pitch. Like, we were, I was pretty fluid that season. I played some pretty high-class teams that season, even if they were just freshmen. And It was definitely the start of a legacy for him. the two of us when it came to playing baseball together for... The short amount of time we were able to play high school baseball together. And the one thing that stands out to me is the end of the year, we're having our exit meetings. I didn't get anything about it because obviously it was a good game for me. Yep. But you got something about it. Yeah, so pretty much I go in for my exit meeting and our head coach or our freshman team head coach just kind of sits in the back because the the head coach, coach, the head takes coach, too much control. Yeah, he doesn't let other coaches speak in meetings, and they can't butt in, or else they're frowned upon for the rest of their lives. And that's no. I'm being frankly honest. That's how he views yes. everyone. If you do anything against him, um, so I basically I sit down, and he's like, "Well, you need to go get your eyes checked." And I'm like, "The hell are you talking about, dude?" I just went and got an eye appointment the other, or went to an eye doctor's appointment the other day. Like my eyesight is perfectly fine. I barely even have to wear glasses right now. And he's like, "Well, I noticed you couldn't see the ball too well at Timber Creek." And back then, mind you, he's not at the game. No, nowhere near it. Doesn't care to be. Doesn't care to pay any attention to our stats. Just holds grudges, pretty much. And I had been suspended for the first 12 games of that season, so I was already a target for him, which was stupid, but sometimes that's how just how life rolls. You get people like that, and you just got to deal with it. But he tells me I need to go get my eyesight checked. And I'm like, the f hell are you talking about, dude? And he's like, well, I noticed you couldn't see the ball too well against Timber Creek. And I'm like, what are you talking about? 
And he's like, well, you couldn't catch anything Brennan was throwing. And back then I was, when it came to standing up for myself, I was, I wouldn't necessarily say I was a puss, but when it came to elders, like I just kind of kept my mouth shut. It was almost like a, you know, like we're 14 years old. It's almost like a respect thing. Yeah, like out of respect for him, like I know what I'm capable of and I'm just going to leave it at that. But I was like, okay, whatever. And so I kind of like made like a little chirp at it and I was like, well, I could see Presley's pitches and whoever came in after that just fine. And yeah, they don't throw as hard, but they put a hell of a lot more movement on it than he does. And he's like, oh, well, they just don't throw as hard. So it's easier to see him like. Dude, get behind the plate for a game and see how well you do when someone can't throw within 10 feet of your body. I don't know. I, we're not going to get into the, the problems that we have with the baseball program right now. <laughs> I would really love to. We're not going to. Fun fact, this kid broke a fucking wiffle bat over my back. Yeah. Um, should we get into that? I don't... Yeah, we can get into that. Screw it. Back in what? February? It was right before COVID. All that. Um, we have a friend that no longer really consider a friend. and uh, But at the time, he was pretty close. To There's no bad blood between us. It's just, just gross. To clear it up, it's just Growing distance. Apart. Yeah. This is how it was. You know, like, we aged. He, he aged a different way. We found that we still should still be friends basically but he would not be a part of that anymore so we uh we go to his party you know like at the time we're still friends we go to his party we had had we had a surprise party for him that day i believe i do remember so correct yeah i showed up late (laughs) and uh as always we we go through it um and that night we are not sober in fact I was you were pretty sober you just come back from or come back to the party and I was not I was you know the the person who the party was being thrown for had uh overdone a little bit way too blackout and everybody was focused on what he was doing just making sure he was taken care of and while they were doing that I kept drinking and the way I am when I'm drunk is I'm very friendly I'm very I love you. Thank you for being my friend. I appreciate you a lot. It gives a lot of hugs. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. Yeah, you hear that a lot. So, uh, he walks back. You know, he, he had to go take somebody home because they weren't allowed to stay. And he comes back. He comes well, to the door. Backstory, I just got off the phone with a very unhappy conversation with the fam. So, I was a little bit irritated when I got back. And when I'm irritated, I don't want to be touched i didn't know this i was not aware of this obviously i was not sober so he walks to the door and i was like jameson you're back give me a hug i'm like 10 times more messed up than when he left so he's not he wasn't there he didn't know i was just absolutely slammed and so he gives me a hug about five minutes later i go upstairs for a little while i come back down i see him again and i'm like jameson give me a hug Hugs me again. Well, about 10 minutes later, you know, they're dealing with him. He's downstairs with my stepbrother. They're in the kitchen. They're having a conversation. And I come down and uh, did the same thing. I gave, like, two other people a hug. And I walk up to Jamison and said, hey, give me a hug. And he said, not right now. And kind of, like, pushed me back. 
And I was like, why not? And he said, I'm just not in the mood. And so I was like, oh, really? I uh, found the nearest object to me, picked up a wiffle ball bat, <laughs> and did I hit you once, or was it multiple times? You bent it on the first one, snapped it in half on the second one. Yeah. And this uh, is a plastic wiffle ball bat. Yeah. I mean, Those bitches are hard to break. <laughs> I hit them pretty hard. I mean, I was pretty aggressive. Like, very nice drunk, but like, until you piss me off. So, we go through that, and then I, I have been sent videos of it, but um, I went upstairs. He, he was obviously pretty mad at me, and I went upstairs, and I was like crying because you were mad at me. I don't know if you've seen the videos of that or not, but... That was probably the biggest fight we got into because the next day you were like, oh, you were drunk. I was just in a bad mood. It's not a big deal. I'm not mad about it, but we got over it. Uh, I feel like that. It's one of the lesser, like, shorter stories we have, but it's definitely another one that we'll remember for a while. It's just, we, I mean, like, we have a lot of lessons to tell our kids. That's, that's facts. No, this kid's probably the one kid in my life that has stuck through me through thick and thin. Really thick at one point. <laughs> I actually, I made a pretty big mistake in my life. Really bit at, big, actually. It's my only regret. I'm not going to get into it on podcasts just for personal reasons, but I I'll made just a, say it has to do with a girl. There was a big argument. Yeah, we'll leave it at that, but I made a really bad decision, and it pretty much turned everyone, including my closest friends, excluding Presley, against me, and everyone was pretty much anti-Jameson for about a six-month span, and Presley is the only person that really stuck by my side and said, that ain't him, he's not that type of person, he made a mistake, he made a drunken mistake. Um, and basically was a person that kind of stood by my side, kept me, pretty much kept me going, kept me, like, in everything. I mean, you got it. You definitely got it from me. Yeah. At, like, behind closed doors, but I wasn't. Yeah, I definitely got some earfuls from Presley, and, like, it's not, like, the aggressive earfuls that you're thinking of. It's more, like, supportive, like, I'm mad at you, but. Not really. I was never really mad at you. It was more, like. Just getting the point across. So like, yeah, you were disappointed in me, but like, you're not gonna hold it over my head. Like, you still support me. So we were in a very. It's okay. Start for starters. It's sophomore year. So we we're yeah. I all, mean, I was the youngest. So well, it's going into junior year as well. So it's pretty much into sophomore year through that summer, and then into junior. I guess year as it, well. no. It was beginning of junior. I guess. Well, it started. I was literally barely sixteen. He was definitely the kid that kind of backed me up. But, like, he was going to make sure I didn't do it again, pretty much. I mean, I guess I can say a lot. I mean, you know, I made a mistake my junior year. And wasn't really near to the same extremes. I mean, like, I, there were definitely more repercussions for it. I don't know if you can come that come close to mine without doing what I did. Yeah, but, like, the the mistake I made was... It resulted worse in your life because yes. the people that found out about it. Yes. So, my mistake, and you know, everybody was sitting there telling me, like, you're an idiot. Like, you made the mistake. They held it over my head really hard. And, you know, I go on. 
uh, make a college baseball team and after that thing happened, you know, where I lose, I lose my spot in high school. I never played an inning of varsity baseball, and I go on to play varsity baseball or college baseball. And you know, going through that, never hearing like family say, "Oh, I'm proud of you," but like you're the only person that I've heard I'm proud of you from. You're actually contemplating quitting at one point, and I was was I the only person that told you to stick with it? I think it was just you and my dad. Yeah, so, I mean, my biggest thing has always been if you're good at something, don't quit unless you have something that you can fall back on equally as well. And watching you, catching you for the years that I did, knowing what you're capable of, even catching your bullpens after I quit the team, like, I know you can do big things with baseball if you really put your heart into it, but I also know that good things do come to an end at times, and that's just based off personal preference of that. But I as know, yours did, huh? As yours did, correct. But I mean, but I also had varsity golf to fall back on. Like, should I give the backstory of that? Where are we starting from? Well, you just like my falling back on golf, pretty yeah. much. So like the way that I did it was, I got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm done with baseball. Like I was the, already gone. Yeah, Presley had already been removed from the team um and without him it it's kind of lonely at the top of the shit list at that point and i was pretty much the only person like the rule was no long hair no facial hair and you look at all the varsity guys that are real coaches pets they all either had Decently long hair or facial hair. Never got in trouble. But every day I walked into baseball with even the slightest five o'clock shadow on my face. Like I had long hair and I didn't give a shit if I got told to cut it. I didn't cut it. Um, but like I got in trouble for it and I had to run for it, which I didn't care. I was over it. I knew I was going to quit at the end of the semester because I was and I was just using it as uh, fuel. Not even fuel, just kind of getting in the weight room, still keeping my weight up, stuff like that. And then I was able to still practice golf because I worked at a golf course. And um, I had a buddy that worked with me at the golf course that was on the golf team, and he was constantly talking to the golf coach about me. And I actually ended up getting the golf coach as a teacher for one of my classes. So all first semester of senior, he's like, oh, come try out for the golf team. Oh, come try out for the golf team. I want to see you play. So one day... Late December around my birthday, or I guess kind of early December, I told our baseball coach that I had a dentist appointment the next day. He's like, okay. And so I didn't have a dentist appointment. I went home, changed my golf stuff, grabbed my clubs, drove out to a golf course here in Weatherford and did my tryout. Exchanged numbers with coach at the end and he said he'd call me and talk to me in a couple hours. So I'm like, okay. So I go sit down for dinner with a couple friends and I get a call. So I step outside and I answer the phone and he's like, hey, I just want you to know that if you want it, the number three spot on varsity is yours to take it. You'll be our number three varsity going into every single varsity tournament, uh, which basically means I was the third best player on the golf team. And I immediately called my mom because that was her requirement is make sure you have a sport to fall back on. Just because like, she didn't want me to waste high school pretty much. So I was like, all right, 
I'm going to make the golf team then. So I call her and I'm like, hey, we just got a call from coach. I'm number three on varsity. If I want it and if you're okay with it, I'm going to take it. Her immediate reaction is, yes, go for it. I know that's where you want to be, so go for it. So I call him back immediately and I'm like, I'm there. So go up the next day, pretty much quit baseball and somewhat disrespectful way, but if I had a chance to go back, I wouldn't change it. But like with Presley, I don't see him as someone that's able to go out on something else. Like I honestly think that he could become a pitcher for a good D1 college or four-year college school um, and possibly even make it to the draft one day if he really works at it. And that's why I'm so excited and I love watching him play because the art that he creates with his pitching is like it's not something you see every day because nowadays like people just focus on lighting up the radar gun. Do you remember what got you into like golf whatsoever? Because I remember the exact night. No, not really. Your 17th birthday? We went to Top Golf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were playing, and you were just hitting absolute bombs. Nukes. And me and, you, uh, me and you were the only two there that knew how to swing a golf club. I might not have been able to do it very good, but I could swing one. And the one thing I said I was going to bring up later, right? So we were talking about it today, and uh, we're thinking about starting a golf YouTube channel. Yes. You know, now that we've, we've gone through the whole golf thing, we're thinking about starting a golf YouTube channel with um, me, him, another friend, and one of your buddies at OSU. I bet Colby, maybe Colby on it too. Yeah, I might be able to bring in one of my guys at Oklahoma State that will kick my ass up and down the course, sadly. But it, I mean, it's fun. So, and uh, I think I think with that, like, you know, our model would be some pretty big golfers on YouTube mm-hmm. right now. You know, that I know a lot of people have gotten into golf since uh, COVID has started. I'm one of those people that have started playing like consistently. Shout out to GM Golf. That was yeah. That was, the, and uh, I think what we what we're gonna do. What like my planning would be. Is we all have like our own channels, and we do like almost a house for it, like a main channel, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of like what they do with Good Good. Yeah, much. it would be more centered towards entertainment though than a skill, because you for and, the time being, you and Colby are the only two right now that uh, me and Colby can be more of like the skills channel, whereas Josh or Presley and Josh will be more directed at the entertainment level. But whenever we all come together. Whether it's just me and Presley and Josh, or if I can get Colby down here, the four of us, then that's when it'll become more skill and uh, entertainment. Yeah, entertainment based. Uh, I just I, I think we could do something like it's a little hard right now because all three of y'all go to OSU, but I'm stuck about two and a half hours south of there. And Which isn't too bad. But it's not too bad, but like with baseball going on in this semester you know I'm looking at you don't have a car and I don't have a car but that's a story for the next <laughs> episode so um but I think what could definitely be done is starting next summer there well this upcoming summer I guess mm-hmm. it would definitely be taking off and there would be a lot of planning in the background for the next fun you know like 
conversations and stuff mm-hmm. over the next five months could definitely be started. Um, you know, I have, I feel like my editing skills are definitely somewhat there. You know, I'll make these, you know, we're 57 minutes nearly into this and it will be cut down to like a 45 minute video if that, but I, I can put in some pretty good stuff. I feel like I, I just, I think we could definitely cause some entertainment level there. My fucking ear itches. That ever happened to y'all? Are you just, are you expecting them to answer? No, I'm just asking a question for them to answer themselves. <laughs> I mainly wanted to do this as an, an introductory kind of thing. Because like I said, him and my next podcast, you know, it's the guy I live with. So he'll probably feature in a few of them. But I definitely see them coming back on multiple times. And I feel like you know, when we we're doing that, it's easier to introduce that person one-on-one and, you know, eventually it'll be me and you interviewing somebody else or, you know, me interviewing somebody else or I would say I trust you enough to interview somebody else, but that's kind of the job I'm supposed to be doing here because it's my channel. So, but I definitely think, you know, giving that inside view, we were not doing much tonight and I felt like it was definitely something to kill time and get something out there. I don't upload very much, which... I'm actually going to have a video coming up after this explaining the the plans with this channel and where it's going to go. Yeah, y'all can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, crownover underscore 28, all lowercase. There we go. And uh, I'm going to link it down below. And speaking of the golf things, uh, one of the guys... I, we just mentioned he started a golf Instagram. I started a golf Instagram and right after this, I'm going to make you start a golf Instagram. So I'll link all three of those down below. And I'm also, I have two video ideas coming up after this. If we go do the indoor simulator tomorrow, Mm -hmm. that video, I'll record that and that video will be prior to this. And then I have a video explaining where this channel is going to go after this. So. We do have some stuff lined up, hopefully some content to put out there, but I enjoyed it. Just like to thank you guys for watching. Like I said, this is Jameson in letters right here. Um, <laughs> spell it out. Can you, can you spell? D, W, V. No, 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 we're gonna spell it, ready? J, A, M, E. S O N. Y'all girls, y'all's nice boys. We'll see you later. Those gorgeous blue eyes. They look even better when we're sky high. If we can leave this place, wouldn't you love to run?